0: Yeah, back in those days, yeah.
1: I remember just one just one funny example like right when I started re- uh, as a remote tech. I was a promo guy before that, so I understood mm-hmm. the lay of the land, the lay of the station for a whole year as a promo guy. And we were Bama Dan and Dale Hansen were on remote at some cell phone store or something in Arlington and there was Chipotle and da- Dale Hansen's show was just before theirs. Mm-hmm. And so I jokingly said, oh, well, although the people, the Chipotle is gone and Dale Hansen's shows over, everybody, the, the crowd's gone now. Mm-hmm. And they, Bob took that so personally and I was just being stupid. I was just seriously just joking and I wasn't knocking their show at all. I actually mm-hmm. really liked the show and really loved working with them. But he was so mad and took it so personally because I said, "Oh, the Chipotle is gone. There goes the crowd." Because nobody, because they were a brand new show at that time. Mm-hmm. Bad Radio had just started, and then I was so. I, that. Yes. <laughs> I had to like go back later in life and say, "Man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by that. Like, I please don't hate my guts forever because of that. Because I was stupid. That was so. A-
0: how was it for you working with Hanson? Did you enjoy it?" It was... Or was he cool to you? I mean, I I don't know how it works from that perspective as far as how much you really interact with the host, but...
1: Well, enough to know he showed up a lot of times and the first thing he would ask me for is yeah. Tylenol. Why? You know what I mean? Because he'd yeah. have a, a, yeah, a, a slight from. hangover, probably. Yeah,
0: he. I remember him doing that at the ticket. No, he was always really cool to me. And uh, when he announced that he was retiring, my neighbor was more of the one that uh, alerted me to it because I don't really watch TV. Um, And she watches Channel 8 News all the time. And again, I'm not one to open up about who I've known or know. And uh, she goes, you know Dale Hansen's retiring? I go, no. And she goes, they just announced. I go, oh, crap. And so I just said, I got to figure out how to get a hold of him. And um, she goes, why? I said, I worked with him at the ticket. He was always cool to me. I just want to say congratulations. I'll never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I did try to get a. It felt I didn't get the chance to say goodbye, but um, I Reiner had just had him on your Dark Companion that day, or that the that month that he was going to retire, and I figured since Reiner had him on your Dark Companion that. They and this is what you get for assuming that they had emailed each other or something. And I asked Reiner, I go, "Hey, you have an email address for Dell Hansen that I could uh, have because I'd like to. I just want to. He may not remember me, but I'd like to just congratulate him on his retirement." He goes, "I don't." And I was like, "Okay." He says, "Sorry, I couldn't be more of assistance." Like, That's fine. <laughs> so I never did get to reach out to him, and I don't have any idea how to get a hold of him now. Huh? I. He was
1: always cool to me on the job and he yeah. was he was just one of those personalities that i he was a TV guy so yeah. i he was a little bit bigger of a deal so I kind of like just I, I yeah. didn't I, I tried not to you know get in his bad graces you know like some right. some hosts were jerkier you know yeah. a little bit big timer he he was never like that surprisingly but the lower the lower level people were always the jerkiest yeah sometimes it's like what like who are you to be such a dickhead at work
0: (laughs) no hansen was cool too i mean i remember and i don't even remember how he figured it out but he figured out i was a george jones fan and he knew i I really liked him and so um i you know how expo and i both used to do the little sponsored by an intro him and um so one time I introed him and he goes, Davy, I listened to some George Jones on my way home. He's some greatness. I see why you like him so much. <laughs> and he kept, I mean, he didn't do it on the air after that, but he kept telling me, man, that George Jones is just something else. Like, I was like, okay, I'm glad you like him. <laughs> I never thought he would, I never thought he would even care about that.
1: <laughs> he was quite a character.
0: He was, he was interesting. And then he once he found out like George Jones, he used to tell me about um a country singer that lives near him. Uh, her name's Janie Fricky, and he told me that he'd have her over at his and I never got invited to a party, which I'm still disappointed about. but he'd have her over at one of his parties over there at his house, and she would always get up there and sing like she was doing karaoke and nobody really caught on to who it was. and then finally, the word got out, and she had to get up there and act like the professional that she was. <laughs> she had to play Janie Fricky for a minute. I don't know if that still holds true or not, but that's pretty cool.
1: So, are you going to call it a career? Are you going to are you if you're if you're working a job, is it going to be in the radio biz? Is that your goal? I mean, what's your What's, your pl- what's, what's the plan for the
0: Dave Martin media empire
1: going forward?
0: At this point, I'm sticking with Salem and doing what I'm doing until this thing ends however it ends. I have no plans of leaving or trying to leave, so I'm guessing that means lay off or get fired or Salem shuts the door the thing burns down. but um, Or, or de- until death do you part, something probably. Something like that. It could happen. I do want to retire, so as long as I can live until 65, I should be okay not to have the death thing. But (laughs) I want to do that, and if that doesn't happen, I, I mean, that's part of the reason I want to stay with it as long as I can, because it seems like the radio business has gotten so small and automation has taken over so much that I don't know where... I don't know where I go from here. I don't know what to do. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I guess I can go ask for a job at Cumulus or a Heart Media, but I don't, I mean, if I go over there asking for a job at, as a board op, I'm sure I'm not going to make even close to what I'm making now. It might be a 9 or $10 an hour job, and then I'm going to have to start part-time, and then I think I'm going to kind of go through some of the stuff of there's going to be a ceiling I'm going to hit and then they're going to let me go. (laughs) And so I don't know. I mean, I kind of think once whatever happens at Salem, unless it's retirement, that's it. That's the end of it. I mean, I'm going to keep doing little things like what I do with my friend's internet station. I'll do little things like little side gigs like that, but, and unless something like that leads to something else, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) So,
1: I mean, so you're a pretty good example of some of, of the fact that you a living can still be had in the radio business, yeah. but it's getting to be kind of like I would think, you know, um, community theater is to Broadway, like yeah. Yeah. That, that radio, it was once its own industry and in the original form of le- of electronic media. Yep. Uh, that all these hundred years later, it's kind of gone the way of the of the dinosaur a little bit. And it's almost like, unless it's, you've got a day job, it's your, it's more of a hobby.
0: Yeah. It's not a paying job so much, which is sadly and
1: even for the guys you would think have money. They, they quit the ticket anyway, because they, they're only making like 48 grand a year or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay guys, like, Hey, I, I could go just about any other industry and make way more money. Um, And so that's a little bit of a bummer about the business we loved so much. But you've got longevity and there's still a place for you and I uh, and the skills that you have. Mm -hmm. There's still Mm -hmm. a place for that. And, you know, I think I I think you've got a
0: career there as long as you want it. You know, it's just continuing to evolve. And that's what I want to do. I want to stick with it. I mean, I try to. I'm trying to make the most of this automation switch and not be negative even though I'm very fond of Enco. I want to I want to take this time as we're transitioning to try to learn things that maybe I didn't know about Enco like maybe how do I create a command in the thing, you know, do things like that? And I mean, right now I I can't speak for anybody else, but from what the engineer tells me, most of the other operators can't do some of the things I do because Dirt Doctor has already been switched from ENCO to Wide Orbit. And I, even with ENCO, I had to do it, but I'm the one that has to set up the playlist for it because it's not like the, the spots change that much, but he will change spots throughout the different breaks. You know, you might hear crazy water in the first break, the first uh, one week, and then you don't hear it there. But anyway... But I've had to learn how to set that up and make it work in wide orbit, and it's pretty cool to get to learn that stuff i' I'm a radio geek, I like the operations part i like to under i mean I'll whip an engineer's ass any day
1: hey, I know what you mean and and any time and I still do the same type of work you do it's just in a more virtual setting for yeah. for education like online learning, but it's the same type of processes and anything you could ever do to make your workflow simpler and faster and still get paid the same amount of money is a good thing it's like okay yes
0: it's i just enjoy. i mean i still enjoy just i don't gotta be in a spotlight of any sort to make it enjoyable it's just i enjoy what i do i enjoy knowing i'm making the radio happen and and i get to be i get to know why why you know, Hugh Hewitt got to move to mornings when maybe most of the audience would never know. Or I get to, you know, somebody who I've always respected as a broadcaster and getting to be around them. And just, it's cool for me just to get to be around Mark Davis because, yeah, as much as I never met him when I was at the ticket or anything like that, never got to cross paths. But when I did at Case Guy and he knew who I was and all that, that's freaking cool. <laughs> And it's still cool to me. I mean, I'm still, I still, I think, I think I still love getting to be around radio people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's good. It's it's, it's validation. It's, that's, that's pretty important in your career. It just feels, I don't know. I, I, as much as I'll get tired, like I am right now and just don't want to do it right now. I'm kind of just, I need a break from it again, but I still love it. I mean, I, I can't, I know once, if something were to ha- happen to Salem tomorrow, I would probably want to go try to do other things. But I'd, I think within a year, I'd probably want to... I'd get the radio bug back and want to go get a job at a radio station. I don't think I can stay out of it because I tried that once and it did not work. You weren't... Yeah, yeah the mortgage business was not for you. I did, enjoyed my job at the mortgage business. It was... Didn't you work for Rodney Anderson? Is that right? It, well... I don't think he Rodney Anderson was a part of it, but he, I didn't really work for him. Uh, it was CTX mortgage that I worked for. Okay. And, um, that was a really cool job. I really enjoyed it, but I still found myself, I would listen to the radio as I was doing my job. And I mean, I started missing it. It just made me go, man, I want to be a part of it again. I, I miss just getting to be a part of it a little bit. I mean, it, so, it has nothing to do with any kind of record. I just enjoy being a part of it. It's cool because I love radio so much. <laughs> so the mortgage gig, that
1: was after you were escorted by, out of Rivershawn Plaza by security.
0: Yeah, that's after.
1: So what what happened? I, I don't know if we've ever even talked about it. How did, they, how did Psycho Dave get fired <laughs> from the ticket?
0: I was supposed to have a meeting with uh, Jeff Catlin, who was the program director by this time, and Mark Friedman, who was the assistant program director. And I walked in the meeting and they asked me for my card and they said, you really don't have any room for advancement here, Dave. Uh, We'll give you a letter of recommendation. We'll help you any way we can, but we've got to let you go. And that was it. It was a pretty quick, it was like maybe 10 minutes, maybe. Wow. And I was gone. I was done. And just the, out of the blue, there wasn't
1: anything that happened? It was just, hey, this, this is what the deal is? I don't is. think
0: so. Not that I know about. And, and and this was in 04, is that right? 04. October 22nd of 04. It was a Friday morning. Wow. Okay. 10 o'clock. Uh-oh. I hope that's a doggie. Oh. I hope that's a doggie.
1: so not long after I, I left yeah. i had stayed on the payroll for a long time until like 2005 but I worked my last remote sometime in 04 uh Uh-huh. maybe in April like I did I ended up like the last thing I did was like the Dallas Desperados with oh wow George Dunham and Grego doing the god I
0: forgot the, about that that's been a long time ago okay
1: and I think, and I, I graduated, I had graduated from UNT and took the job working for Jim in um, like April or may of Oh four. Mm-hmm. And I stopped working ticket gigs at that point. So not, so you, you didn't stay on very much long after I yeah, left.
0: It was October of Oh four is when it was. And I went to CTX mortgage cause I was young and stupid more than anything, but, um, I said I wanted some job security, which that's just not an existent, really. You got to prove yourself and keep it. Um, and then uh, this was about 08, 09. It was in the housing market crashed. So did CTX Mortgage, and they laid me off. And so after that, I went to work. I was working at Case Guy part-time, but it, he, and they didn't have anything full-time at Salem at the time. So I went to work with my over at my, my sister's company. Uh, it's a credit card company. They, make, uh, they send out the credit card machines and the pen pads. Mm. And I was the one responsible for shipping those out and making sure they're programmed and all that stuff. And I was a number and not a name because I kept getting written up because the number said I wasn't working hard and the boss just went by the computer. And I was tired of getting yelled at because she literally would yell at me and act crazy with me. And I just got tired of that. And so I asked David Darling again, I said, Hey, is there anything full time? If you have anything, could you let me know? I mean, I just emailed him and said what I had to say. And he said, I don't really have anything, but I do know of something upstairs if you would, if you're interested. And he gave me all the information I needed to do it and everything. And it was a board out for the Janet Mefford show because Bobby was going to be moved over into the producer seat, so to speak. Uh huh. And, um, I said, all right. And that was real scary and a leap of faith because I'd already heard rumors about her. And I was like, this isn't going to last, but I'm going to try it. What the heck? I want out of, I want out of this place. I don't like my boss. I'm just going to try it. And, um, so I did. And, it wasn't long before Janet got rid of me, but at, after that, and it was a rocky road for a little bit, but once I got to overnights, things seemed to really started picking up for me, and I started proving myself and understanding how things work, and I, everybody likes me up there now. <laughs> well, that's Jim a good and Derek thing. Derek both love me as far as an employee, and, and David Darling likes me, so all the bosses like me.
1: That's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Is it still Greg Anderson
1: that's the, uh, is it, is it Greg Anderson? Greg
0: Anderson. He was, but that's gosh, that's probably been a good five, six years ago. He retired and now, um, it's Mike Reed who's over the thing. I think he was over a sales for when I first started
1: and, so Mitchell went to work in traffic. Does that mean yeah. Matt Mungle doesn't work in traffic anymore?
0: He still he still does. He's in manage, he's I think he's the manager of it or whatever. Okay, but cool. I don't he doesn't even come into the office anymore. He works from home. Cool. And I don't know what Mitchell does. I don't know if he's working from home or not. I saw he got married
1: and it sounds like he's seems like he's doing very well.
0: As Mitchell. far as I know, I don't hear just a whole lot. I just I know he got married and I Facebook suggests him as a friend sometimes and I'll, I'll, I'll stalk him then, but that's really the only time. <laughs> and he looks like he's pretty happy there. So yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't Jim doesn't really talk about him. We talk overnights, but we don't talk about him. I'm
1: trying to think who else worked there at the time. I know Kevin, it was Kevin keepers was one of our, yeah, our, our hatch I don't mates. Know what,
0: I've lost touch with him. I tried to reach out to him after he left and he, I tried a couple of times. Maybe he changes his phone number or maybe something happened. I don't know, but he's never responded to my text. So I don't know whatever happened.
1: I emailed with him not long ago. He sounds yeah. like he's doing okay. And he's uh, he's got a place over by Montgomery and the cultural district. He's, oh, they've okay. lived over there for about 10 years, it sounds like. Oh, okay, okay. But, oh, I'm uh, glad to hear that. I'll tell
0: him I said hi if you... If
1: yeah, I saw know. a funny t-shirt that I thought it made me think of him. It was yeah. that, that uh, point break scene where... yeah. Gary Busey asks Keanu Reeves to go to he's going to the hot dog stand. He's like, Give me two. Utah. Give me two. He ah, yeah. has a t shirt. So I thought it made me think about him. So I looked up to see if I still had his email address and I'd reached out and said, Hey, mm. this made me think about you. But like wonder if you're still alive out there. Because he used to he was a he was just a kind of a funny character. He he cooked he cooked his uh meat on the oh, George yeah. Foreman inside the studio. It was I like, remember
0: that. Just he moved into the knock pretty much because he had a library. He had all sorts of stuff back there at one time. Yeah, because I, w- I remember when he was quitting, it took him a long time to move out of there. <laughs> oh man! But now, I mean, other people have done. I don't know who's. I don't know what is everybody's thing, but there's air fryers. There's still George Foreman grills in there. I mean, people still cook up there. I'm scared I'll set off the smoke detector trying to do that, so I don't do it.
1: Well, I used to work that crappy overnight, and I I would make breakfast there. So I would make like an omelet in the microwave, and I bring I have my own little coffee yeah. pot, so I would make coffee and cook microwave bacon inside the nock.
0: Mm-hmm. And I and. understand. I I I take little frozen food, and I mean, I'll sit there and I'll have like three or four different things, and throughout the night, I sit there and I'll go grab a little snack. I mean, I don't like to eat a big meal because. I don't want to go, like, go to Waterburger and get a, a big Waterburger and fries and all that, because that just makes me tired and want to pass out. But I'll go, like, get little, you know, sausage and biscuits or frozen lasagnas or something like that, and just heat them up in the microwave and go on. I I think Salem is a really solid company. It was, It
1: is. It, I, I, you know, it was where I went immediately after graduating from college and kind of giving up on the ticket a little bit realizing after five years that it was, it was going to be very part-time, never Mm -hmm. any benefits. And you know, if you wanted the privilege to work there, you're going to not have to rely on it as your primary source of income if you really wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So Salem wasn't a, it wasn't a, I didn't love the content as much, but it was a solid place to go that that offered benefits and my first salary in Mm -hmm. radio, you know, I'd made a lot of hourly before that, but the first time I got a, You know, it's this amount per year plus we'll give you insurance. So it's like, oh, so it it was a kind of a consolation prize. Did you still
0: have to clock in and all that? Um,
1: no, there was no, we didn't clock. Oh, not that I know of. Nope. The only thing we had to do was like discrepancies by email.
0: Yeah, and see, I had to. We have to clock in, and I've had to do it ever since I've been at Salem, but. I mean, they on the current it's called Ulti Pro, but the current little thing you clock in on it shows you what your annual salary is and how much vacation and everything you got. It's cool. I don't I don't remember having to to uh, clock in. Yeah. But maybe
1: they used your your badge in your badge buzz in. I don't remember. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I was always late. <laughs> I was so happy to be out of that business, so I could so I I, I and and to to move to a home office because now I don't ever have to rush in traffic for a live broadcast. I'm always right on time. I just step right up. I'm like, Hey, we're going on the, got a webinar at 9am.
0: Like we're good. I'm ready to go. That's pretty cool right there. I'd like to try something like that. Well, I mean, uh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a couple of different projects right now to that. So, I mean, I'll I'll keep you in mind, man. You could certainly do it. It's, you know, yeah. I, the only way I figured out how to do it was adapting, taking everything I knew about radio and uh-huh. operations and applying it to this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only way it made sense to me. So you could certainly do it. I'd like to try it. Just
0: I don't know. I mean, as much as I do want to stay there, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm open to not trying something. I want to really, I'd like to venture out a little bit. Well, with the, the, the last
1: two years of and during COVID and whatnot, the usefulness and like the, I don't know, the utilization of virtual learning and zoom meetings and things Uh like that have just exploded. And so many more people are now aware that you could do that. And, um, Thomson Reuters has already been doing it for more than a decade, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's something that certainly there's going to be a lot more demand for, and somebody like you and me who have, have worked behind the scenes in radio and on the mic a little bit mm-hmm. are uniquely suited to do work like that and e-learning and any kind of uh, corporate environment. There's certainly a place for us there as well for, you know, when, if, if radio ever one day doesn't work out for you, there's a whole nother business you could walk right into and be very that. good at because of your experience in radio. It's pretty amazing actually it's it, like how far behind it is like the complexity of the the shit you've been able to accomplish behind the scenes in the radio business for mm-hmm. like the for like twenty years is so far ad- advanced of stuff you can just now dream of doing, and yeah. WebEx or in your mm-hmm. corporate meeting software. It's starting to get there, yeah, but it's like so having all this gr- all this great knowledge of what's possible like what you could possibly accomplish in broadcast engineering. It's been fun to bring that to the corporate world because they know so little about the full scope of what you could do with these tools. Like, like, Hey, you're using like a nanteenth of what you could possibly do here. (laughs) So, you know, that's where a unique perspective of a broadcast background comes in. So you could certainly, I know you could do the job that I do with E so easily. Cause I,
0: I mean, I'm to the point I'm making the most money I've ever made, but I'd li- like to get to the next ten grand if I can. Now, hey, I'm right there with you, man.
1: <laughs> I'm hanging on as long as I can. Is this? I
0: want to get to that next one now. The, I,
1: as the middle-aged white guy, I gotta be like, okay, like I gotta hang on as long as I can while I still can, and then
0: that's like it. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm just hanging on. I'm trying, like, okay. I'm going to be thankful for every week they don't, you know, escort me out the door. Right.
1: <laughs> well, now I, I've just got to like, if there's ever going to be any hope of any re- retirement, you know, like do every, I'm just trying to get every taking every side gig I can get. Like I'm doing the congressional town hall a couple yeah. times a week and, you know, just doing anything. Cause that that's the side effect. If you want to work in radio business and show business in general, you, you, better, you better have a good retirement plan for yourself because. No doubt about that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're not getting rich.
0: No. Well, and that's something that I'm thankful for that happened to me. Whenever I was at the ticket.